0: honor in the house of the Lord I think I think that we um, we've you know veered on the edge of not remembering honor in the house of the Lord you know all, all kinds of things are wonderful but when it comes down to it we are here to worship him and worship involves bowing down in submission and honor to the king. Honor. So we can't come in here and be like, "Oh, you know, I get to just go to church today and we're going to jump and shout and no, you've missed it. You've missed it. It's about coming. Honoring the word that's going to change your absolute life forever. And then honoring the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because he can speak at any moment a word to release you from your bondages. Many of you are, are in situations. And the cure for your situation, I'm telling you your word today. Don't pray about it anymore. Don't even meditate about it anymore. You need to praise Him. Amen. And thank Him from here on out. And you'll see your deliverance. You'll see. And I'm not talking about praise. Praise Not engaged. Praise from the innermost of your being. Engaged and connected to the Spirit of God. Not words and motions, but praise out of your belly. And you'll see freedom and deliverance in whatever it is you're going through. I'm telling you right now, we've prayed way too much. It's time to praise and worship and honor Him. And I said, if you can't worship and honor and praise Him, you are struggling with your faith. You're struggling with your faith. Because if it don't come up out of... Now, you might have to start in the flesh because your circumstances don't make you feel like you want to praise Him. But you got to get on over into the Spirit. You start, and then you get on over into the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'm Pastor Marcy, for those of you that may be guests today. My husband is Pastor Earl, and he and a team of 14 are over in Haiti ministering there, and he's at a church at uh, Rome something, I can't pronounce it, Rome Popo or something like that, Haiti, and he's ministering at a church, and they've been working all week, but they are ready to be home, <clears throat> and so I wanted to give you that update. And then also, um, talking about honor, the Bible even says to honor one another, right. yeah. honor one another. You know that? We're to honor one another. And I want to honor a teenager today. Where's King? Hallelujah. Uh, Stand up, King, and your, your parents. Come on up here, right here, real quick. You know, I think it's important in today's society and the world that we're living in today that when something to this significance happens in a young man's life, that we should honor that and recognize that. But King, this past week, was recognized at his school. Several uh, teenagers throughout every school in uh, St. John's County was recognized for character, right? character counts and this week he was recognized out of all of the school students in Gamble Rogers for the one that showed the most character and hallelujah I think we should honor that honor it one of our teenagers right here amen serving the Lord is showing the kingdom of God and having influence in his school. If there's ever a day and there's ever an hour that we need young men to rise up and show forth the character of God, it's today. Amen. And so we honor him and we honor his parents. There's a quick, I believe they have a quick little video of the actual ceremony. Everybody was there from St. Johns County, the school superintendent, principals, everything. And he had to stand up and and give a little speech. And so we have a small little clip, amen. So when you see him after service, congratulate him and honor him, amen. Let's show that clip real quick, and you guys can be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? I, I get so excited when I see young people rising up and uh, making a difference wherever they can, in whatever way they can, you know? And uh, you don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be, uh, you know, an evangelist to make influence and to show forth the character of God. Amen. And so, you know, teenagers aren't perfect. I'm sure he has some things. But the bottom line is, he was such an influence that everybody in that school recognized. What grade is he in? Eighth grade. And how many students are in Gamble? 900 students and one man shine through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now stay focused. Amen. If we can just keep people focused. If we can just keep people engaged with the spirit of the living God, you'll be all right. When you disengage, it's when you get in trouble. It's when you disengage is when you get in trouble. And it's so easy to disengage. You can disengage just like this. Where's these screens? You can diseng- disengage so easily from what's happening really on the inside. And I'm seeing too many people disengage and Actually seeing many people apostatize, just as it said in the Word of God. Fall away immediately. It's like they're coming to church one day, and the next day they have fell off the turnip truck. It didn't happen immediately. It happened because of disengagement. Coming and going through the motions and never being engaged. And I'm telling you, today is not a day and not the hour to live that way. It's not. It's not the hour to live that way. He's returning. And every sign of the time is proving that. Every sign of the time. Read the Scripture. One way people start... This is not even my message. I don't even know. Listen, I don't even have time for it. <laughs> what, because y'all can't handle it. That's what's sad. People want to come for an hour and leave when there are so many. People sat and listened to Jesus for three days and didn't eat. Right. And we get upset when the hour goes off and we're ready to get to the restaurant. What is happening? What is happening? Our flesh is overriding engagement. My gosh. And people are to epic proportions broken today. Even what's sad is believers. Why? Because we are not staying engaged with the spirit of the living God. telling you if you are not reading your word you are not going to be able to make it you're not I'm just telling you this is why it just horrifies me when I read the scripture that says will I find faith in the earth when I return horrifies me that statement Because people are disengaging the Spirit of God. They're not reading the, they are so being choked out with the Scripture. Scripture says it in the, many are being choked out because of the cares, riches, and the deceitfulness of riches in Mark about the parable. They're being choked out. People are being choked out because of cares of this life and because of busyness, seeking after the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, going from job to job, going to Disney, going to football games. I'm telling you, I am telling you as your pastors, you have to keep your spirit engaged. If you are going to live, the promise of god if you're going to live it you've got to keep it engaged people aren't reading the word just coming to church going through the motions not reading the word not in prayer not spending time ministering to the lord not spending time hearing direction from the lord and they're getting lost We have an epidemic happening in our world right now with uh, pills. We have an epidemic in our world right now with sex trafficking. Listen, we have epidemics in our world right now of catastrophes and chaos. And I'm not trying to do the doom and gloom. I'm just trying to bring reality to the time and the hour that we're living in. And this is serious business. I am not here playing church. I am engaged, and it breaks my heart when I just see that 277 people were arrested for sex trafficking and stuff down in Lakeland, of all places. As young as 3 months old, this is happening in epidemic proportions around our nation. Not no longer is it over in China, and no longer is it over in Hong Kong. No longer is those things over there. It's right here in epic proportions. People are broken. Broken. Right here. And we are coming and playing. Church and not honoring the living God with who we are. We are to be His vessels to be used in these days. To honor Him with our whole heart and our whole strength. Isn't that what He says? Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your might. Everything belongs to the Lord. And we are to honor Him. Hallelujah. Honor was really not what I was, I mean, it had some to do with what I was going to talk about today. Oh. I don't even know where to go. Hallelujah. My heart this morning was to minister on unity. And being united, and the power that comes through united prayer and praise. And we see in the book of Acts, just going to give you a scripture, just so it, you know that we love the word here and honor Amen. the word. Amen. If you don't know that yet, then you don't know who we are, right. you're not engaged. You know, there's people that are a part of Anchor Faith and engaged with Anchor Faith. But then there's others that just show up at Anchor Faith. Come on. Come on. Right. And isn't that so with God? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know why I can't get off this. You know, I mean, Pastor ministered this year on Equip, and the last time I ministered, I gave the acronym of equipped, and, and one of the words in there in the, the acronym of equip was um, to unify or unity. Unify comes from the word of unite or unity and it means to cause people or things to be joined together or come together but not just that as one to come together as one, but not just as one, to be in harmony and full agreement. To be in harmony and full agreement. We will never be in harmony and full agreement with the body of Christ if you're not in harmony harmony and full agreement with God and the Word of God. If you're not united completely to his word and all that he has said in it, then you are not in harmony and you are not in agreement. And most people's lives, listen, most people's lives, the reason why they're not seen more out of the good life that Christ has for them and the promises is because they are not in full agreement and unity with the words that are written in that book. And so we'll never be united if we're not united first with Christ in everything. In everything. I don't get to pick and choose what I want to be in agreement with and what I don't. So when there's people that, you know, Pastors ministered on this with all the stuff about unity and all the stuff that's going on in our world today and the racial divide. Listen, race, racial issues has never gone away. It will never go away because it's been since the very beginning. It's not something that was just created. It's been from the very beginning. And, uh, and it, the reason why we still in the church have a great divide and we don't have unity and there's still racism in the church is because we are all in agreement with the word of God and the scripture that says love one another thus fulfills the what? The law, the word of God. So, you know, I saw a statement somebody wrote about our church that came for one time, and they, you know, said this. They said, wow, it's so amazing to come to a church where you see all all colors of every kind being able to come into one place and worship together. Do you know the only thing that will do that? Is the Word of God and the love of God. Being in operation. Being in operation because you can say you love God. You can say you love God, but not honor His Word. And many people are doing that today. Of all races. Of all races. Many people are doing that today. And so we're not united in all of that. And we're not united with the Word personally, individually, there's corporate and individual. Everything is corporate and individual because we are interdependent upon each other. We are connected together. We are all the body, right? That are joined together, each member. So you can hate me if you want to, but one day if you make it to heaven because you hate, you're gonna, come on, you're gonna be with me forever. So you might as well love me now. But those that hate will not enter the kingdom of heaven. That's scripture. People are not reading their word and letting this be their final authority and be in full agreement with it. They want to agree with their philosophies. They want to agree with their opinions. Come on. They want to agree with their ancestors. They want to agree every one of us. No, we have to agree on one thing in the body of Christ. And that is the word of the living God. We have to be in agreement with this. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to be unified with it. So look, let me just read this scripture and then, you know, we'll be done. Acts chapter 2, we'll be done, because we have to, unless you want me to just preach on into second service. Well, if we did that, it would only be three and a half hours. They sat at Jesus' feet for three days, right? I've sat in many services for four hours. It didn't move me. Actually, I sat there and I was like, my Lord, where has the time went? God stopped the time so that I could have an impartation of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. I remember being at uh, Winter Bible one year, and actually it was the year that the Lord spoke to us, Pastor and I, to move to St. Augustine, and start this church. We were in Winter Bible where Brother Hagen, which is the school we graduated, Kenneth E. Hagen, Rama Bible College. We were sitting there. And he began. We worshipped. And then he began to prophesy. We sat in there for four hours. And it felt like 30 minutes. Four hours of him prophesying, 2006, I I, I don't remember what year that was, 2003, yeah, it was 2003 because we moved here and started the church in 2004, was 2003, and he began to prophesy because the Spirit of God, we ministered and worshiped him and honored him and the presence of the Holy Spirit was able to then speak some things into this realm from the heaven. Yes. Let me read the scripture and then I'll share about that story. In Acts chapter 2 verses 42 through 47 it says, "And they steadfastly persevered, devoting themselves constantly to instruction and fellowship of the apostles, to the breaking of bread. I'm reading out of the amplified, including the Lord's Supper, and prayers, say, and prayers. Amen. And a sense of all reverential fear. This is what happens when you honor the Lord. Reverential fear can be there. Where there's no honor, then people are cast off and they don't fear. They can just come up into church and think they can continue to live a lifestyle of sin and that it's acceptable. Yeah. Right. And it's not. Right? So it says, uh, they were in fear. It came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were performed through the apostles. Why do we not see these wonders and signs happening right now? One, I believe because we haven't honored the spirit of God. But two, we have no honor in the church for the word and for the presence of God. So that he can come in and move and have his way, we have to give him time. We have to listen. God is not on our time clock. Thirty-minute worship, fifteen minutes announcements, uh, an hour offering. Come on, he is not on our our time clock. His time is eternal. And the reason we're not seeing great and mighty miraculous things happening is because we are not honoring him and letting him just have his way because people can't handle it. I know there's things you have to do administratively to help people. But we shouldn't come in here with a mindset of in and out because that's what you're going to get. A fast food God. In and out. I don't want it. It, it, it. it does not nourish. Fast food does not nourish your body. It only appeases it for a little while. Listen, I used to could eat, a, uh, uh, you know, a Big Mac. Then to where you eat a Big Mac and it don't do anything for you anymore and you want two of them. Because there's no substance in it. There's no substance in it. There's no nourishment in it. Fast food. Listen, and the french fries, they say, will last through eternity in an atomic bomb. And we wonder why we have an epidemic of health crises, high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity. We are to honor the Lord with our bodies. And how are we going to be the temple of the living God if our bodies are out of shape, beat down, can barely get around? Come on. Feeling tired all the time? It's because of the food you're putting in your body. It's a whole nother subject. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord knows what we need. Right. The Lord knows what, the Lord has never failed me. That's right. Never failed me. He has led me and guided me for 27 years and he has never failed. And this is the way He has led me and guided me through His Word, through His Spirit, through honoring Him, through changing, through a... Listen, I'm telling you, this is the real deal. The real deal. So, I was saying that fast food, in and out, does not nourish you, will not sustain your life, and will be no benefit for you, but will only kill you because it will deceive your body into thinking. On, yeah. Doesn't it? We quit, we quit eating fast food when we turned 40 because the Lord, see how good the Lord is? The Lord spoke to us. You cannot continue to eat this. Why? Because he knows what your body needs and can handle for the next 40 years. So, it deceives you into thinking that you're full and to think that you're getting nourished. It's deception. And isn't that where lots of believers are today? in and out, thinking they're getting fed, thinking they're getting a little bit of a nourishment to sustain them only to find themselves empty, broken, and deceived. Many will be deceived in the last days, the scripture says. We will not be able to get out of that because it's what scripture says. Many will be deceived, many will fall away from the faith. That's why he says, will I find faith in the earth? Amen. So, we have to be people that engage him and get everything that he has for us staying in the truth of God's word and being fed so much that, listen... I don't believe that you can overdose on, food, on the Scripture. Amen. This is our daily bread. This is food. And you cannot overdose and you won't gain weight. Actually, you'll probably lose it. Because He'll talk to you about fasting more often. Fasting's good for your body. It's a a way that God designed it to cleanse your body from toxins and things that you pick up. Anyway, I don't even know why we're on this. Somebody's drawing it. Engaged and pulling it out. That's how it works. There's a reciprocation that happens. And so, I don't guess we're going to read this scripture what was I saying about um, about food in the last days, being just nourished? We need the truth of God's word. We need to stay that we will never get out of. Read your Bible. Pray every day. And what? Never. Elementary truths never leave your life. They only. Build upon from faith to faith. But there, you can never get to a point where you don't stay in the Word and you don't need the Spirit of the Living God speaking to you every day through His Word and through His Rhema Word, His Logos Word, ministering to you. Never. And most people are deficient and struggling because of those one elementary things. We cannot get away from it. Amen. So we need the truth, we need the Spirit of God moving in our life and allowing Him to operate in our life. So here, listen, it says, And all who believed, who adhered to. I love what the Amplified says. All who believe are the ones that adhere to. That means they do it. They adhere to and trusted in. Trusted in and relied on. Do you adhere to his word? Do you trust in his word? And do you rely on his word? Because lots of people say they do. They say it, but their hearts are far. They're not engaged. Because if you can sit through a service and not open your mouth and worship and praise our living God, I'm telling you, you're not in a position of faith. Come on, Amen. I'm just telling you right now, you got a problem, and he's here to fix it yeah. if you just let him. Yeah. But he won't fix it until you open your mouth and release him, yeah. release him, and give him access and permission. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to do it without your permission. It's not going to do it. It says, and they all believed, and they were all relying on, trusting in, and they were united. Say united. United. And together, and they, listen, had everything in common. They sold their possessions, their land, their property, all their movable goods, and distributed the price among all. And we can't even get over into that because most people aren't even doing the basics. According as, because most people aren't in agreement with tithing. So if they're not in agreement with tithing and giving and offering, which I'll do in a second, listen, they're no way going to share with others and sell their property to give to somebody else so that they wouldn't have need. If you can't give to God and honor Him with the tithe, you're not going to honor one another. So he says, they distributed it among all according as anyone had need. And day after day, say day after day. Day after day. day. People say, boy, y'all have church so much. Y'all are always up at that church. Say "Day day after day. I don't know about you, but this is the only thing that's unshakable and the gates of hell cannot prevail against, and that is the church of the living God. Listen, everything in society, look and look around you and watch the news for five minutes is being shaken. NFL is being shaken. The idol of football in America is being shaken to its core. It's crumbling. Come on. The economic situation is being shaken. Come on. Listen. The political scene is being shaken. Everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken and going to crumble. It's going to crumble and it's going to fall. But those that are standing, come on, on the rock of Jesus Christ, they shall not be moved. They're not going to be moved. Come on. I'm not shaken in fear. I'm not worried about anything that's going on. Because he says, in everything, pray. So let's finish and then we'll quit, maybe, or maybe we'll just go on. Amen. It says this. It says uh, it says they partook of their food with gladness and simplicity and generous hearts. What did they do? Constantly praising God. Praise is an attitude of faith. Praise is, come on, and uh, another way to release your faith. We release our faith by speaking the word, but we can release faith by praising. Yes. By praising. It says they were constantly praising God and being in favor and goodwill with all people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily. And many were being saved from spiritual Death, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me go to uh, Acts chapter 4 as well, verses 23 through 25. And then maybe next time I minister, I'll continue on in this vein. Acts 4, 23 through 25 says this, And when they had been released, they went to their own companions, talking about corporate, united prayer, was always listen, brother Hagen taught on prayer, and there's many types of prayer: prayer of consecration, prayer of agreement, prayer of uh, faith, prayer of intercession, and and then and then he talks about united prayer, which is what we're talking about. But he also talks about the prayer of worship. So. We've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And we've laid hands and laid hands and laid hands on people for the same things, for breakthrough. I'm telling you, the cure for where you're at today is to get hooked up in your praise life. Because every type of prayer requires praise. It's followed along with praise. Praise, worship, and thanksgiving. Praise, worship, and thanksgiving are all united with every type of prayer. Every type of prayer. So you can come in and do your little quiet prayer, but then you better get up and praise Him and thank Him and worship Him that He's working on your behalf. And then, until you get it seen, evident. Praise will produce the evidence. Praise will produce the fruit of your prayer. It produces the evidence, it produces the fruit. Praise is what produces it. Praise is what waters it, waters your prayer. Praise, thanksgiving, worship is what keeps, come on, God moving and working on your behalf. And then you just look and you've prayed. I'm not going to worry about anything, but in all things through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. I'm going to thank him for it that it's already done. I don't care if it's taken three years to possess them all. I worship him. I honor him. I thank him that it's already done. It was done back in January. Hey, it was done before the foundations of the earth it was done. And I'm still... I'm not going to be disappointed. That's right. Amen. How can you be disappointed? How can you not be in hope? Because His love never, come on, disappoints. Never disappoints. How can you be depressed when praise is your way out? Praise is your way out. Praise is your way out. Because He inhabits your praises, joy can be a part of your praise. Amen. So, He says, listen. They were united. They were praising God. What did I say I was going to read? It says, when they released they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priest. You better find you some companions that will help you. You better find your praise buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't find the companion that's going to whine and moan and stroke your flesh yeah. and talk to you about, yeah, I know, girl, it's hard, isn't it? I know your man ain't treating you right. Come on. I know this ain't happening for you. Yeah, I know. We But praise the Lord anyway. Fake 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 news news flash it's fake you better get you a real friend that knows how to pull you up out of your funk come on and start praising with you and say come on girl we got this listen greater greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world this too shall pass he's the author and finisher of our faith come on let's begin to praise him let's just thank him let's begin to worship him Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, Father, we magnify you. We praise you this morning. And we thank you, Father. We thank you that I I had a plan. But it's your plan that stands. And so, Father, we thank you. Thank you for the Spirit that gives us exactly what we need to help us get to the other side. That help us get to the other side. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Father, that as we continue to hear your word and grow in the things that you say in your word, oh, Father, that we will continue to have a praise on our lips. And we'll continue to worship you and magnify you, Father. We'll begin to thank you that we know that you said you would never leave us, you would never forsake us in the midst of the greatest storm, in the midst of the greatest battle. Hallelujah. Listen, I just want to say this one thing. Read 2 Chronicles chapter 20. When King Jehoshaphat was getting ready. They were getting ready to go into battle and they were they were getting ready to have a, you know, thing. Go read the story. King Jehoshaphat bowed down and worshipped the Lord. And when he worshipped and honored Him and began to minister to Him, I didn't read that scripture in Acts where they were there ministering to the Lord. But he bowed down and began to worship the Lord, the Bible says. And the Lord spoke to him. He got direction. Many people today are not getting direction because they're not, one, bowed down in submission to him and worship him. Two, listen, uh, if you're going to get direction in your life, you have to spend time with Him, yes. ministering to Him, magnifying Him, worshiping Him to get direction that you need. Many times, as I was saying earlier, that when we were at Ramah in 2003 and Brother Hagan began to prophesy. All the years, he went up to what, 2010 maybe? Uh, Prophesied from year to year things that would happen in the body of Christ. Uh, And it was a four hours. He just sat there and prophesied and everybody was in one mind, one accord. And uh, like I said, when we got finished, it felt like we had only been there 30 minutes. And uh, that is when the Lord... Spoke to us. Direction came. That that was the time that we needed to leave. And go start the church in St. Augustine in 2004. Direction came. He didn't prophesy that over us. No. Because we were engaged. With the spirit. Direction. Personally. Individually. It came corporately. But then individually it came. For the next venture of our life, the next step of ministry in our life, it came because we were there engaged with the Spirit of God, ministering to the Lord, allowing Him to speak, and He spoke that into our life. And so direction came. So as King Jehoshaphat, was on his face, worshiping the Lord, honoring the Lord. The Lord spoke to him and then he gave him direction. And that direction was sing out the, send out the praisers. Send out the praisers. Send out the praisers. He didn't get his strongest men. He didn't get the warriors and go fight this battle. Like a natural, normal battle would be fought. See, we try to fight these battles. The battle is the Lord's. And if you get His mind on it, He'll give you the direction that you need to get out of it. And to win. To win. They won. And you know how they won? By the praise. By the praise. They won by the praise. They sent out the worshipers. That's why these worship team, listen, when y'all come up on this platform, you better be prayed up. And you better be in a position of honor to the Lord. Honoring Him. Because you're the front line. Because when we begin to praise and worship and the presence... Listen, the presence of God can be ushered in and then there can be an atmosphere to speak and give direction and give the things that God that people need. That's why we've heard many times through the years, man, it seemed like, Pastor, you were just ministering right to me because the Spirit of God knows what you need. He knows exactly what you need, each and every one of you. That's why we went all different ways today, didn't we? Because I guarantee you, it was speaking to some people in different ways but King Jehoshaphat sent out the praisers, sent out the worship team, sent out the praise team. Come on. And what did they do? Did they just stay there? No, they had to release out of their mouth a praise. And it tells you the Lord is good and his mercy. Listen, listen, praise will whip your battle. Yes. Right. True praise, true praise connected to the spirit of God. True praise by faith, Amen. faith released yes. out of your praise. That is what will win the battle. Yes. And what happened? The enemy scattered, they were in confusion. Right? And they won that battle and they were delivered by their praise. Amen. They won that battle and deliverance came through the praise. Amen. Amen? Amen. So I'm telling you today, it's great that we've prayed about disappointments and people that have been depressed and da-da-da-da-da. We've prayed. We've had hands laid. I laid hands on y'all the couple weeks before. But now it's time for true freedom. Listen, true freedom will only come when you praise your way out of it. We can't praise your way out of it for you. We can't pray your way out of it for you. The Lord sometimes can give us a gift of the Spirit to be able to pray and lay hands for healing and different things. But listen, most of the time, True freedom comes in your life when you activate your spirit. Those who worship Him, worship Him in what? Spirit and truth. When you activate your spirit with the Spirit of God, with the truth of God's Word, that's when true freedom comes, when you do it. Because we have to be what? Doers of the Word. Doers of the Word. And so you have to be the one to engage God, praise Him so that your battle... Can be won, Amen. so that your battle of depression can be won, your battle of disappointments can be won, your battle of healing can be won. Healing can come. Many were healed as they went praising God. The Bible says in Luke, praising and leaping for joy. Their healing came. So healing in your body begins to praising. You've already prayed for healing, haven't you? You've already spoke the scriptures of healing over your body, haven't you? So now just begin to praise Him and let the healing power of God flow into the room. I want to say one more thing, and then I truly will be done. I was thinking, I was reading a book uh, that Brother Hagen talked about with Lillian Yeoman, a healing. Uh, Worked in healing anointing years ago, years and years ago, and uh, she talked about a missionary that was over and got smallpox, and they had called him over to pray for this person for because they were on their deathbed about to die of this disease, and uh, so they began to pray. They prayed, they prayed and prayed and prayed over this person for healing to manifest. They spoke the word over this person for healing to manifest. Still, there was no signs of change, no signs of healing happening. And all of a sudden, they just began. We worship you, Lord. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We magnify you in your holy name. And the healing power of God flowed in and delivered that person of smallpox and rose him up from the deathbed. So praise has to be connected with your prayer, your confession, with the word. It all works together all works together and if we're going to see the salvation of the Lord, if we're going to see deliverance and if we're going to see these things take place in our life, we've got to get hooked up with praise and honor. Just begin to worship Him in your car. Begin to worship Him in taking a shower. Begin to worship Him as you begin to wash your dishes. Begin to worship Him as you fold clothes. Begin to magnify Him. And I guarantee you, peace will flood in. Healing will flood in. Direction will flood in. Everything you need, finances, will begin to flow. Amen. Amen. Because of worship, honor, Now, it's got to be all connected to everything else, you understand. Finances aren't going to flow if you're not tithing and giving. It goes against God's word. goes against God's word. But in everything, incorporate praise. Praise Him more every day. Praise has to be a lifestyle. I just walk around my house. Father, I thank you. You know, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where our next house is, but Father, I thank you. I trust you that you have a house. You said to sell this house. It's sold, and I trust you. There's no reason to worry, to get anxious. He, he's never forsaken me. I've never been homeless. I've never been without. Come on, he's made me move time and time and time again, and not one time did I go without a pillow over and on, on my head. Right? So there's nothing to worry. I just praise him and magnify him. I thank you, Father, that you're going to give us direction. You're going to show us, lead us, and guide us. Amen.